Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Second Opinion Sports Medicine Podcast. I'm with my good friend, Dr. Dustin. I'm Dr. Dokal. Dustin, how are you today, bud? So everything's going good. Yeah, I'm glad we're we're doing this on a on a random day and uh, midday. We normally don't do it like this, so um, I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah, no, there's a few things that have happened in the last week that I definitely want to talk to you about and get your opinion on. Um uh, there's a term, if you can remind me at the very end of this, there's a term that I heard today that I want to ask you if you've heard about, and uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But this last week, I'd say the most significant injury that I saw was Trevor Lawrence. He went down with an ankle injury. Um, did you see any of the highlight? Well, I shouldn't call it a highlight, but did you see yeah. how that injury occurred? Yeah, it was ugly. Being a lineman myself, it's one of those things that's always in the back of your mind. Um you can't really think about it, but you know it's always a possibility. Obviously, as linemen kind of in a pass protection, dropping back like that, um, kind of rolled up on his ankle um, with his big old big old boot and um, kind of uh, came down on his leg, rolled at that ankle, and uh, Trevor went down. Um, yeah, it was too bad. Did That's you see anything? Going down on that, um, that ankle. A lot of weight, right? Did you yeah. see anything unusual or awkward or did anything catch your eye about it? Well, the whole thing was kind of awkward because of the way it twisted up and kind of, it was kind of a sandwich deal, right? Versus just kind of running around and rolling an ankle quickly, inversion, eversion type sprain. Right. Uh, this was kind of a rolled up um, kind of wedge between the ground and um, probably a 15, 16, you know, size 16 shoe, you know. Maybe bigger, right. Yeah, maybe bigger. So so that was kind of the difference. It was more of a sandwich type sprain uh, 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 strain. You know, what struck me, and I, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but he was dropping back. Well, two things. One, typically when a quarterback gets stepped on in a drop back, it's usually when you're coming from right underneath center and you get your foot stepped on by the center or by a lineman who's who's moving. Um, Steve Young famously against the Packers threw a touchdown pass to Terrell Owens. I don't know if you remember, but he was dropping back, got his foot stepped on and completed this miraculous pass. He kind of stumbled from that. He didn't hurt himself there. What jumped out at me with Trevor Lawrence's injury is he was in his drop back and his right leg, his plant leg was hey, fully extended. Somebody's coming through my door. They're not supposed okay. to be here. No worries. Yeah. We'll pause for a second, come back. Yeah. Hey. He's not here. Oh. So he doesn't have to work here anymore. Come on over here. Oh, he's around the corner. Oh, oh, killing me. <laughs> I paused it for a second and we're back live. It's all good. Don't worry about it. That's how things okay. are sometimes. Uh, so we're back. Listen, yeah, look, we're not uh, live in front of millions of viewers. We are recording and then it's edited and it's sent out. And uh, shout out to our boy Kiffer, who is our Jamie to the Joe Rogan podcast of our podcast. Yeah. He's going to make this happen. He'll make it all look nice. He might even cut this out. So there's no jib jab here, but um, what we were talking about was Trevor Lawrence. And what I was saying was most quarterbacks usually seem to get stepped on when they're in their drop back coming right out from center. And what jumped out at me was his right leg, his plant leg was fully extended when I think it was his left tackle. Um, The left tackles, right leg stepped into Trevor Lawrence's right leg as it was planted and kind of extended a bit. Um, and even the way that he buckled afterwards, he kind of bent in a weird way, like almost like hyper flexed his knee. 
his left leg extended, his right knee bent under. It just looked like an awkward fall. Um, you know, the other thing was they didn't pull the cart out for him. Like he really limped like a mile back to the locker room, you know, like I know you want to be tough and you want to get off the field, but at some point in time, like get, get your star player on a cart. And well, he got a lot of, he got a lot of heat for that. I don't know. I mean, a lot of questions afterwards, like what the heck? And (laughs) did you hear what he said? No, I didn't hear. I didn't hear. I just thought it was awkward. And so like now, yeah, break it down. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was awkward because it was, so everybody was giving the Jaguars a hard time. It's like, man, you're in Florida, the the capital of uh, golf carts, you know, like right. you can't get a golf cart, you know. So, um, but basically he was on the sideline and he was just kind of pissed off and just wanted to get out of there. So gotcha. he saw the tunnel was right there. So he told the docs, he's all, let's just get into the tunnel. And then once he was there, basically he was there and there was no cart. And he's all screw it because there's all the cameras there. He's all yeah. screw it, let's go. But then he turned the corner kind of, and he didn't realize how long of a tunnel it actually was. And so he yeah. kind of joked to himself, like he didn't realize that he'd have to walk, but he already committed to it. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those moments where uh, he just went with it, and uh, afterwards, kind of, you know, shouldn't have done that. Oh so, man, that's a bummer. Well, yeah. you know, but initially they asked him twice if he wanted a cart, so there was a cart available. Okay. Well. That's why you tune in to get the rest of the story, dude. That's good knowledge right there, my friend. There you go. A little intel. Um, yeah, man. It. Uh, I was trying to think of a time where somebody like kind of waved off the cart or waved off, you know, and you want to get off the field to, I don't know, just show your teammates that you're okay to some extent. But yeah. I just thought it was weird with an ankle injury that you're letting that guy hobble off. But that makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. You know, no, he, he took full full um full blame for that whole thing and he was kind of laughing about it it was all on him making that decision um, well, so it's a little it's a little more lighthearted when this injury isn't as serious right so yeah. initially like a lot of things it looked like oh man this could be terrible and i still don't know it's great to be honest but it, they don't seem as concerned as maybe initially they thought have you heard any of the latest as to what they any imaging or anything? No, I haven't. Um, up until a few hours ago when I was looking up through the news, uh, they were still talking about it wasn't as severe as they thought it would be. So um, it was hopeful. So um, that's good. That was good news. Yeah. One thing out of that story, though, that I did like and I wanted to make mention to it because we're always talking about injuries because that's what we do. But, but um, on that and he's getting a little social media play, which is a good human story, um, human side story. But um the de- defensive end um, uh, after that happened uh, kind of went to help him up and then kind of took a knee and kind of prayed for him right there, um, which you don't see that kind of emotion coming from the guy that's trying to destroy you every play. But right. um, his name is Trent, Trey Hendrickson, and um, I just kind of wanted to give him a shout out for being a good human in uh, yeah. during these times, you know, when we get wrapped up in the, the combativeness of the sport. Um, but you know, the way Lawrence was, you know, rolling around in pain, um, it looked really bad. And, um, from an athlete to an athlete, you don't know what the situation is going to be. Um, you could tell that, um, the defensive end was concerned and was just, you know, playing for him, which I thought was kind of cool. We need more of that. It's a brotherhood, even if it's your opponent, you know, especially if it's your teammate, but it, uh, 
yeah, you don't, you want to go against everyone's best and look from a human standpoint, you hear the pain you see, and you're right there along with that person, knowing everything they put into it. Um, well, I didn't see that moment. That's pretty cool. I'll have to go back and check that out. Yeah, it's real cool. But, and I think a lot of people are like kind of giving Trevor a hard time or not even a hard time, but just saying, man, you would have thought he broke it, tore it, did whatever the way he responded to it. But, you know, on the flip side, you know, I'm seeing it. And like we talk about, I think I forget who else it was. Maybe it was Rogers or somebody, but how, how upset they were, you know, it was more, everything flashes in your mind right away as soon as you get injured because you're thinking the worst, you know, all the time energy you spend to get to that point. And then if you, you, in that moment, you don't know if that's the last play of your, you know, year that year. And so I think the initial knee jerk reaction of a lot of these athletes, uh, you know, are to get pissed off and frustrated and show their emotions. And I think we all as spectators need to kind of take a moment and let them be human for a moment instead of giving them a hard time. So Dude, that's well put. Yeah. They, you know, it's, it's really easy to judge somebody, but you don't know what they're going through. And look, everyone stubbed their toe. Yeah. Everyone who stubbed their toe is like, I broke my toe. I swear yeah. to you, I broke my toe. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, actually I just, it's okay. You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it's a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and a lot of like, at least, Hey, I know I'm out for this game, you yeah. know, and that could be just as frustrating. They're in a playoff run. So, um, I'm thankful that it's not, you know, serious or more serious. And yeah, yeah I didn't think twice about his reaction. Like you're going to be pissed, yeah. you know, you're hurt and yeah. the way that it happened, you're frustrated. You're, you know, yeah. um, I, you know, I feel like if you're successful, especially if you're famous, but if you're successful, I think 50% of people are just going to have something weird to say. Yeah. You know, if you have half the people that agree with you, that's great. I never really strive for 90 or 95 or 99%, you know, and man, I just can't imagine being like a, uh, an athlete of that caliber and you're going to get thousands of people commenting something negatively, no matter what you do. Right. So I want to say one last thing on the Trevor Lawrence thing, and then we'll let it go and move on to the next because we do have a sure. short time spot. But one thing, because we never hear this um, in one of his interviews after the game, um, asking about how it looked, because like I said, he kind of got pressled up and rolled over. He was yeah. talking about his flexibility, and he gave a lot of credit to his strength coach. Um, awesome. And he also went as far as the, talking about how he's doing a great job, and thank goodness he has him. And, and he actually said, I think that guy needs a raise. Which was huge, you know. That's great. Healthcare providers, we you never get a little yeah. kudos like that, right? You never. never get a little anything, and then for him to one acknowledge it, didn't acknowledge his name, but that's okay. He knows who he is. But yeah. two, then to throw out, hey, the guy needs a raise. That's huge. If you're that's that awesome. guy, you're like yeah. you save that clip and you send that to your boss. They're like, hey. right, a hundred percent. No, look, just sometimes getting a little bit of credit, you know, just a thank you, is uh, is more than enough. I, I can think of three or four compliments that I could hang my career on that just like yeah. made me feel good, you know? Right. Um, so shout out to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I saw another gruesome injury this week, Dustin, and I, I would say actually the most gruesome injury of the week. And it wasn't on the football field, if you can believe that. So tell me about it. So it was in the uh, Saints Lions game and Alvin Kamara, uh, the running back for the Saints, was 
doing what he does, you know, rushing hard, running fast. And he got knocked out of bounds, pushed out of bounds. And one of the chain gang guys on the sideline uh, got basically kind of rolled up on, right? He got tackled and his legs got swept out from underneath him. Normally your feet get knocked out and you just kind of fall and you're fine. I, I couldn't really tell, but it looked like his foot planted either way, bro. His leg was broken, like right away dangling, you know, and uh, I felt bad for him because that's not an athlete. Well, that's the thing going back to the chart. I saw it and I just like an athlete, I rewound it like three or four times trying to see the mechanism was his foot planted, like you said, Yeah, uh, you know, and then I also looked how did everybody respond around him? That poor guy, man, you know, and kind of going back to the Trevor Lawrence thing, you know, he got rolled up on too. These are athletes that train to get rolled up on, right? right? So to his trainer's credit, he trained them with flexibility and strength to be able to take those roll up. This poor chain game guy, you know, he's not doing that, you know, you know, not to that extent. He's probably training for conditioning to run up and down that sideline, you know, every Sunday, but not, not to take a hit. So no, not to take a hit. It, you know, um, you could almost start a GoFundMe for that guy because one, he's going to probably need surgery. I can almost guarantee it. And, you know, you're not making thousands of dollars a game. That's not like a high paid position, even though, you know, you get to be on the sidelines. And so I just feel bad for him. You know, I feel bad for that gentleman, whatever his name is. I hope someone's like raising some funds for him, starting a GoFundMe. Uh, Maybe Alvin Kamara, you know, if he just on his press conference said like, scan this QR code to my fans, like send them a buck yeah. or something. It'd probably raise them a year's worth of salary. Maybe. Right. Right? right. It doesn't take yeah. much, right. A buck, a buck, a buck a fan. Right. That's, yeah. That'd make a huge difference for that guy. I know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a chance to look up his name. He probably should have. And, um, but maybe on the, maybe on the short, we can, uh, shout out to Kiffer, the guy who always gets all the, yeah. I mean, he's, he can find it. He'll find yeah. it. So yeah. Um, but good well, call on that a question for you. Um, and then I want to tell you a little story before we sign off. Yeah. My question is how many, um, starting quarterbacks this season can you name that have been injured? Because I was thinking about it right before we started. There's more than I can think of in years past. It's crazy, right? It seems like every week. Um, I was thinking that earlier in the week. Well, when, well, okay. Trevor Lawrence, when he went down, Oh my God, another one. So Trevor, so we got Trevor Cousins, Rogers, um, uh, Burroughs. We talked about Burroughs. That's four. Yep. Um, oh, um, let's have you name what they are. Okay. So two Achilles, two Achilles an ankle, yep. a wrist. Yep. I got that. Um, Trevor Lawrence with the ankle, Joe Burrow with the wrist just a, a week ago with the ligament, and then, of course, Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers with the Achilles. And then I'm trying to think, did Stroud get injured? But he's back. He's back. So I'm going to help you out here. Anthony Richardson of the Colts. He's out for the season. Shoulder. Um, Daniel Jones of the Giants. I always kind of forget about quiet Daniel. Uh, He's out for the year. Um, Deshaun Watson, Browns quarterback. Uh, He's out. Shoulder surgery as well. Uh, You mentioned Joe Burrow. Uh, Oh, Derek Carr of the Saints. Derek Carr is out. Um, Kenny Pickett of the Steelers. He has an ankle injury, I believe, an ankle issue. Um, Yeah, he's out for the year as well. He just went out a couple weeks ago, last week. And then you mentioned Trevor Lawrence with the Jags. I think that's 
I'll have to count them back up. I think that's like nine right there. And yeah. we might be forgetting one or two, perhaps. Yeah, man, that's crazy. It's a lot. That's, um, you know, a third of the league almost. And that gets me back to something that you and I were talking about, about how important the backup quarterback position is. It's like all this money goes to the superstars, 50 million a year. But I mean, it shows that almost every season, a quarter or 20% of the starters go down and then you're putting your whole franchise. Are you just saying, Hey, the season's done now that the QB's out. I mean, you got to have somebody who's at least serviceable. So I was going to say viable, serviceable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I want to talk about some more injuries, but I want to tell you a quick little story and ask you a question. I went to a concert this weekend on Monday and um, I saw three people in a five minute span pass out and you know, I don't know what it was from, but one went down. It was like, Oh, that's kind of weird. Um, you know, people helped her up. EMT came second one, same thing. Third one collapsed a few times and I had to kind of jump in and help for a minute until security came and then EMT came and got him out. But, uh, it made me think about emergency situations in a public thing. And so I want to talk to you more about that at our next podcast. Um, because you never know when you're in a public situation, you know, it just, I'm like, dang, like that, like kind of sobered me up quick, you know, yeah, I was yeah. having a couple of drinks and, um, yeah, I think it'd be worthwhile to just review a couple things for our audience. Um, yeah. and maybe I'm sure you have a story or two to tell about something that happened randomly at a restaurant or out and about. And I think staying calm is important. I think just, you know, knowing some basics are important. So it made me think it'd be worth, it'd be worth reviewing because, um, yeah, it kind of caught me by surprise and I'd say I'm trained, you know? Yeah. So, Um, yeah, it's a little eye opener when those things happen and it kind of makes us reassess, you know, the situations in our head and, um, are we prepared? Are we really prepared? Do you think we will be until something happens and then, then you start checking yourself. So it's, it'd be a shame to have that incident happen and reflect on it and then not take action on it. So I think um, I'm glad you brought it up um, over this next week. Let's both uh, kind of review our safety emergency protocols and uh, and have a conversation on that. That'd be good. And then just uh, 90 more seconds of your time, my friend. Um, the Panthers tight end Hayden Hurst. I know yeah. you and I were talking about that and you did a little reading on it. You know, he was said to have post-trauma amnesia. And I just wanted to ask you about that term. If you've had any, I've had multiple concussions. We've talked about it. And um, this was kind of a new terminology. What are your thoughts on that? And first and foremost, you know, um, good thoughts and vibes out to Hayden and his family because it's a scary situation. Yeah, it's you know, because we all hear and talk about the concussion thing, but we're not talking about the fallout and the aftermath. And this is one of the first public ones I've heard where they're actually talking about it. And it took his dad going to Twitter to talk about you know, what he's actually dealing with. Um, I think it's good that they bring it to light. Um, right. Unfortunately, you know, things like this that happen, it takes it happening to start talking about it. But um, yeah, I have not heard um, in normal conversation like this um, um, with their, you know, post-traumatic amnesia, mm-hmm. um, I had to kind of look up kind of more about it, the definition and what they're actually classifying it as. Because um, I, you know, I think you get your bell rung, you get get kind of knock loopy um a lot of times it's you know you come out you, you don't re- remember what just happened but it's the aftermath too um 
So I looked up the definition and it said that it's um, the time after a period of unconsciousness when the injured person is conscious and awake, but is behaving or talking in a bizarre or uncharacteristic manner. So um, it's interesting to me that they talk about being unconscious. Um, so it had because not every concussion you lose consciousness, right? Right. So part of that definition, the to be to be defined as post traumatic amnesia, you have to have been knocked out. So I would, gotcha. you know, we're we're talking about the football world and we talk about concussions, but you know, boxing and MMA, they're getting they're getting knocked out. That's the purpose of the or the point of the sport is to knock right. somebody out you know so you know this is something that they're dealing with on a regular i'm sure yeah i think you know my kind of takeaway after doing a little research was simply you know concussion seems very doesn't have to be short term i've had some multiple week symptoms and couple month symptoms but uh, you know this sounds more of a long-term classification what that's why there's a little more specification in post you know, trauma amnesia or post-traumatic amnesia versus post-concussive syndrome. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I hope it's not a long-term thing. They don't know when he's going to be coming back. He's out for a while. They said, um, you know, he has confusion that's long-term and lingering and, you know, I'm going to do a little more reading and research on this this week and, uh, let's, let's circle back and talk, talk more about it, but, um, scary thing. So I'm, I'm hoping that it turns out well for him. Uh, just in general football aside yeah the scary part what you're meaning by that not to put words in your mouth but to our audience when we say that's a little scary well they're all scary but when it's a little more scary or worrisome when you're you're losing moments in time because that means the signal is being interrupted somewhere so that means that there's some more tissue damage nerve damage than just the normal concussion which involves damage too right (laughs) Yeah, so it's like damage on top of damage, you know. So hopefully, hopefully you can get it back, re- recover it. Man, it's a dangerous game. It's it's a very fun game to watch. It's a great game to play. It definitely has ramifications, and this is one of the worst sides of it. When something that isn't short term, you know, this really yeah. gives hints of something that could be long lasting and lifetime affecting. And you know, I'm speculating there. Hopefully, it's just for a few weeks or a few months. So again, you know good vibes up and uh, I'm going to do some more reading and research on it. See if I can find some more stuff and uh, we'll talk more about it. Sounds good. Dustin, thanks for the time, my brother, Uh, to our audience. Thanks for listening. I'm glad we touched base on a few of these topics and we'll uh, circle back next week as we always do. And uh, I appreciate the time. Have a good drive, be safe. And we'll uh, be back here in a few days. Signing off. Good night guys. Good night.